0: Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Wednesday night Bible study via conference call. I am your host, Elder Lorraine Hopkins. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia, 30288. We invite you to take advantage of our food pantry services on Thursdays between the hours of 10 a.m. and 12 noon. And on Saturdays between the hours of noon and 2 p.m. Our weekly conference calls provide a platform for our supporting ministerial staff to share a message of hope and life with the people of God in relation to our church's monthly topic of study. We hope that you enjoy today's service and find something in it that resonates within your heart and drives your love and passion towards our Savior. We also hope that this message enhances your knowledge of God's word and your personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. So sit back, relax, Take plenty of notes and enjoy the word. Thank you so much for joining us today. God bless.
1: Good evening, everyone. Uh, I want to start off by, first of all, thanking the Lord for trusting me to, to share this word. And I also want to thank, thank Dr. Shelly Debo second, and Jacqueline. Dr. Elder Dr. Jacqueline Boone for uh, giving me this opportunity again. Um, Our scripture again for this month is coming out of um, the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33. And it reads, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world at this point jesus time has come he's about to go to the cross and in his remaining time he's spending intimate time with his disciples preparing them for um, his expectation his promises he told them of the persecution excuse me and the suffering they will experience but through it all to be of good cheer Good cheer, biblically, means to have hope, not get discouraged, not lose faith, and living life joyfully. So uh, the title tonight, or my subject tonight, is How to Be of Good Cheer. And starting in, again, chapter 16, verses 1 through 4, Jesus warns and comforts his disciples, He says, these things I've spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogue. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God's service. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. So in these scriptures, the Lord is warning the disciples of the persecution that they will face. He's telling the disciples these things so that they won't stumble. So when they happen, it won't be so new. They've heard it before. He's telling them that, The persecution will, what the persecution will look like because he doesn't want them to fall away from their faith. They will become outcasts and people will want to kill them. During those times, they'll be turned away from their synagogues. And at that time, to be turned away from your synagogue is, was a major part of your life. Every community had its own synagogue. And not being able to participate in a synagogue could actually mean the, the, the loss of your social life, your finances, um, your religion, your livelihood. So um, what we don't want to do or what the disciples shouldn't do is waver. Don't waver. The Lord told the disciples what was to happen and they are and we are expected to stand. Just like in the book of John, chapter 9, verse 22, it reads, These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had a, are agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of synagogue. So the parents of the blind man, they were fearful because the rulers had determined that whoever confessed that Jesus was the Messiah, they will be thrown out of the synagogue. Again, during that time, that was major because it could just be the loss of everything that you know. And then, um, Scriptures 5 through 15, it speaks of the work of the Holy Spirit. And it reads But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So in um, scriptures 5 through 15, Jesus is going to the Father, but the disciples will not be left alone. The Spirit of God will come and convict the world. There is so much more to what the disciples will undergo, but Jesus lets them know that they can't bear it. You know, there are a lot of things in our lives that we're just not ready for. We're not prepared enough to handle. He says that the, the Spirit will reveal these things to them. The Spirit will guide them into truth and reveal what's to come. The Spirit will speak what he hears from this Father, which means the Spirit will not speak from himself, he had to take the words, receive the words from the Father, and speak those same words. The Spirit gives us understanding to the Word of God, helps us to discern what to do in matters of life, and assists us to cling to God. So in this portion, it's telling us to hold on to the Holy Spirit, just like in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 26, it reads, but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. This is the promise of Jesus that the Father will send in his name, the Holy Spirit, who will teach us and bring us all things to our remembrance. One thing we know of the Lord is that he is a promise keeper. In verses 16 through 24, it speaks of how sorrow will turn to joy. And starting at verse 16, it reads, a little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while you will see me because I go to the Father. Then some of his disciples said among themselves, what is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me and again a little while and you will see me and because I go to the father they said therefore what is this that he says a little while we do not know what he is saying now Jesus knew that they desired to ask him and he said to them are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said a little while and you will not see me and again a little while you will see me Most assuredly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come, but as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow. But I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. So, in this portion, Jesus is leaving. But here Jesus is saying that he will see them again. He's letting it be known it's about to get really hard. In other words, it's about to go down. There will be sadness, grief. Again, it will be like the pain of childbirth, but there is joy on the other side. When that baby is finally born, it's almost like the pain is forgotten because joy takes over. Joy that no one can take away. In the midst of their sorrow, they can hold on to that promise. Jesus also tells us to ask the Father in his name for anything, and it shall be given. He's such a caring and loving God who invites us to ask for what we need, ask for anything in his name. This is the promise for us. But i like to add that whatever we ask for, he will give it to us as long as it's his will. So we need to be joyful. Out of all the things that we go through, the good, the bad, and the ugly, we have to be joyful. And in the book of John, chapter 15, verse 11, it reads, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Again, in everything, be joyful. And then Uh, Verses 25 through 33, this is the portion where Christ has overcome the world. And it reads, these things I've spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you, that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father Himself loved for, for the Father Himself loves you, because you have loved. Have believed that I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father, and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world, and I go to the Father. His disciples said to him, "See, now you're speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are." sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this, we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, and you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you, you may have peace, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So in these uh, verses, the Lord left the Magnificent Father and came into this brutal world. He put on human flesh, humbling himself, and walked with us. He's now going to the cross to sacrifice himself for us. He will leave the world again and go to the father. He's about to go. He's about to endure torture. The disciples are about to leave him. The anguish will be real, but joy and peace are in the world. We will have tribulation and troubles in the world. Take courage. Be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. And, this portion is telling us to have hope. Have hope, just like in the book of John, chapter 15, verses 18 through 21 reads, If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. Remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept me saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my namesake, because they know not him that sent me. So we should not stumble We should hold on to the Holy Spirit. We should be joyful, and we should have hope. Jesus told the disciples that he and they would suffer. And even though the disciples would experience mourning and pain after Jesus' death, the Holy Spirit would come to comfort them. In the end, the disciples' peace would be in Christ, peace that is eternal. We all have trouble in this life. We are to be brave and uplifted no matter what we face. And this is because of our hope in Jesus who has overcome. We have overcome because of him and because of him, we can face anything. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening in to today's message. We hope that this service blessed your life. Please come back and join us again next time. Have a great day. God bless.